0: Like she was,
1: she was never gonna win. Did you just spill wine in my laundry?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was an empty glass. Sorry, it 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 didn't spill it's anywhere. Fine. It's white wine, so it's white wine. Don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> Hi everyone and welcome to Chips in the Night, the piney gay slumber party you never had or wish you did. I'm Josh and I put the hole in wholesome. Yeah,
1: you do. <laughs> I'm Andrew and I'm not gonna make friends. I'm gonna make best friends. Ooh. <laughs> So
0: that was our, uh, those were, like, if we ever made it onto Drag Race, those would be our Drag Race entrances. If you
1: be when. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neither of us do drag or have this
0: requisite skills. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a podcast. There you go. So that's our so. talent. or Our talent show. We just go up on stage and do it. Well, that wouldn't be that bad. There are just some drag queens that do that. I think like we'd be good at improv
1: challenges. Terrible yeah, in the sewing okay. challenge, but honestly, so are all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't even make their own gowns anymore, so, like, we can, I can also not make my clothes.
0: Yeah, I wish I could
1: I don't have good taste
0: I... In clothing <laughs> And okay, I love how you, you're saying that you don't have good taste in clothing And I'm literally wearing a shirt that you gave to me <laughs> Yeah, exactly, I know I know
1: what to give away um, It looks good
0: on you Thank you Yeah,
1: I was just, I Marie kondo it It was part of my past, but not part of my future Anyway, <laughs> anyway.
0: welcome to our podcast
1: Hey Josh, yeah. I have a question
0: Yeah
1: UK, hun? Also, what are we drinking? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so um, there's a wine book called uh, Wines and Grapes by Oz Clark. And he describes this grape as being very much like the date who puts on all the makeup, who puts on, like, all the perfume, uh, wears all of, like the blingy jewelry and i kind of like i've dated him yeah <laughs> Yeah, and um, i mean if you smell it and taste it i get like very much like dried mango like orange mm-hmm. blossom i kind of get like cardamom fruit loops it's like it's very extroverted on the nose but um on the palate this is very extroverted as well it's off dry so it has a little bit of sweetness to it um it's not acidic at all but instead it's the sweetness is balanced out by like this floral bitterness mm-hmm. but um this grape in my grapes as sign series, I actually put a Sagittarius because it's like very loud and spicy It's it tastes like it's full of hot takes. Everything's turned to 11 um, and I decided to choose this very extroverted complex and outgoing wine um, to pair with our topic today, which is drag and so this is a Gewürztraminer from northeast France um, in Alsace one of the sunniest regions in France if not the sunniest region so um, it's one of my favorite grapes it's one of my f- partner's favorite grapes it's just like fun and big like it, it's what I imagine like a drag queen is yeah uh, the archetypal drag queen this always. is good drag yeah this is
1: good drag in a bottle
0: exactly there you go not to say that there's one type of drag queen but like this to me is very like
1: they're bad ones <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah Serena <laughs> <laughs> to be honest i haven't even seen that season mm. um so yes uh, you have which, which season is that that's like the one of the classic seasons that's like season well i haven't seen that season of untucked
0: oh yeah. girl that is a classic
1: well some of the earliest seasons i was i was trying to catch up because we'll get into this later but i was late to drag race I guess we can just, like, talk about it now. I mean, I we don't have to wait till later. But I... So, for me, like, I didn't get into Drag Race until season 9. Huh. And so, it was, you know, super late. I, I remember after I started watching it, I I think that's when you and I met. was, like, season 10-ish? Yes. Yeah. And then, no,
0: we met... I feel like we met during season... No, I remember, like, looking back at, like, our drunken Snapchat videos. It was, like, us walking towards the Castro, and we're, like, voguing. And I'm, like, I'm talking about Che kool
1: I mean, we, that's us every day. (laughs) That's
0: true. (laughs) And then I met my current partner during like the second episode of, I think episode 10 when I think either Vanjie or Calorie Kardashian went home. So I'm pretty sure we, or maybe we met in like the inter-seasonal Fall of of 2017,
1: whatever that was.
0: Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, fall of 2017. Yeah. I know we went to Oakland Pride together, so that was fall 2017, Yeah. Like, every time this conversation comes up, we always have, like, such a hard time determining, yeah. like, when in the Drag Race universe did we meet.
1: Probably because we were drunk for most of it. Yeah,
0: that's very yeah. true. So the memories, they really fade. Yeah, they, well, I mean, yeah, they're all, in like, garbled. That's really funny. In
1: garbled? I love that. Ooh. Can that be the title of the episode?
0: And garbled? Oh, <gasps> and of green garbles?
1: <laughs> <That's> so stupid.
0: <laughs> I got into Drag Race, I think, during All Stars 2. That's when I, um... So uh Neil, who we both know, actually when I moved down to San Francisco, friend of the pod, um, I did not know anything about drag race. Like I knew like some of the gays back home would talk about it on Mm -hmm. Facebook. But like I, you know, that was during my phase when I was not like I was not quote unquote like that gay TM. Yeah. But when I moved down here I'm like, okay, I'll give Drag Race a try. And I like watched seasons four, five, six or whatever. Before watching All Stars two, um, and then I saw all of that live, and it was—it's just an experience to, to watch Drag Race live. It's insane. Yeah.
1: It is very different watching it live. Yeah, I—I I remember. So when I got into it, well, the—the I, the, I remember the exact moment I got into it was when—spoiler uh, alert—if you haven't caught up to season nine yet. But when Valentina gets eliminated, I remember mm. going on and checking Facebook that night and like my entire feed was just like devastated Yeah, with people who were like, oh my God, like she's an icon and like she went home and it was just like, she was on, on track to win the season. Um, and it was that moment where I was like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm missing something. Cause like if people are this devastated about her going home, like clearly this is the moment and I'm I'm wrong, so I'm gonna fix myself by watching Drag Race, and so it was that. So I knew that she went home because, uh. yeah, spoiler alert. Um, and then I watched season nine, and then after that, when I met you and another friend Jose, well, I had known him previously, but I actually went back and rewatched. I think maybe starting with season three or four, mm. um, just to like catch up and like get the the background. And so because of that, I was not watching the Untucked, because it's like I was on, like I needed to get all the seasons caught up. You know, so I could, like, participate in a conversation with you guys, basically. Yeah. We should probably, I guess, we should clarify that this is an episode about drag race. It is not necessarily about drag. Yeah. Because, like, I think that is an important distinction. Drag is much bigger and broader and more interesting than drag race. Drag race is its own phenomenon. Yes. Um, And I'm sure we'll talk about both, but I do think it's worth making the distinction to say, like, drag as an art form and drag as a concept and drag, like, as a history or as a historical moment is much, much, much bigger than RuPaul or, like, any of the, like, current practitioners. Yeah. Um, It goes back, you know, like, a century or more. Um, I was going to do, like, a whole, like, historical essay on this, um, but one, I can already imagine people just, like, deleting the podcast after like an hour of me lecturing. Um, so I won't do that, but I did want to like, if, if people are interested in learning some of the history of drag, there are a few books to definitely check out. Um, Roaring Camp by Susan Johnson is a really interesting one. She talks about like the the gold rush era sort of it around San Francisco um, and sort of like the, the gender at play there. And one of the things she talks about is like, there'd be dances where like it'd be mostly men. And so you'd have like some men would pretend to be a woman for the night, essentially for the purpose of the dance. And it's like she gets a lot into more of like the gender politics and like the racial politics as well. Um, but it's a really good one. Another really interesting one is A Resting Dress by Claire Sears, who is one of my, I have many academic crushes and she's like top five or 10 or 20 or 30. <laughs> I am not monogamous when it comes to academic crushes. <laughs> um, but it's so, so, so good. Absolutely have to read it. Um, it's about like early 20th century, late 19th century San Francisco. Um, and one more, just because I'm in love with him, coming out under fire by Alan Berube. He so it's about the it's about gay men and, and lesbians during World War II specifically. But one of the interesting things I think about that book is the way that the U.S. government actually invested in drag in our form, um, because they were in a lot of mono what you call it? monogendered or like one gendered spaces. So it's only men and only women, but you still need entertainment. You still need things, and so they would actually put on shows of like men in dresses. And this was like an official government sanctioned, like, you know, genuine thing Um, that changed quickly in the fifties. But um, it is, I think that's something we often forget. Now we have this imagination that like, there was no gay rights until like the seventies and all of a sudden things got better. Um, But the reality is like, no, like queer people have often been accepted and been integral parts of society. What happened is things got a lot worse and then they got better. Yeah. But the, there was a time before things got worse that was also better. And for most of human history, in most societies, queer people have had a vital role. And that's my TED Talk. There you go. There you go.
0: Grandmother. <laughs> yeah, the, the world of drag is so vast and it's, as you said, impossible to encapsulate within an episode, like a 50-minute mm-hmm. like episode or whatever, and yeah, as you said, this is you know veered towards you know more mainstream drag ice I, yeah. I guess this episode in particular. and um it, it it's interesting to look at, you know depending on who you are and how you participate with drag, whether you're a viewer or you know you're maybe not a queer viewer or whatever. and it's it's interesting how how drag has which or which parts of drag have kind of made it to the mainstream mm-hmm. versus ones that are a little bit more um what's the word here a little bit more subversive I guess Yeah. because there's this moment of drag now where we I guess is it fair to say that more mainstream art is less subversive because it's more accepted by Mm -hmm. what is the collective mainstream and therefore it's not subversive
1: I think it can be I think it's also like things that could be subversive become sort of neutered almost like so for example a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race is drawn from ball culture which is subversive like on it like on the surface it is subversive and it's also like an attempt to create an alternative world, Yes. Um, in which like identities that don't make sense or that don't fit into like bro- the broader society have a place to belong. Um, but then some of that once it gets translated through VH1, it it becomes neutered. It becomes less powerful. So even like the idea of drag houses, which is like a really important thing, it doesn't necessarily mean the same thing in like the RuPaul world as yes. it does in the ball culture world. Or, you know, voguing or, like, dances, like, these styles that have a rich history and whatever, they get translated into, like, specific movements. And, like, yes, they are those movements, but they are also, like, a whole ideology, there's a whole history, there's a whole culture behind them. Um, And I think, so, even, like, the the really subversive, you know, gender-fucking things that are an integral part of drag and sort of, like, drag history can be, like, removed so much from that legacy that they become just a set of movements yeah, or like a style of dress or, or just, yes, mama work queen, which like all of those words mean something <laughs> that they all have a history and they mean they're more than catchphrases. Right. Um, also, yes, mama work queen. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going to say it.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's, I mean, on that note, it's like, it's interesting that like taking things and putting them in the context of like RuPaul's drag race is different. And that's why I guess sometimes I'm quick to defend queens that are not perceived well on drag race because it's like what standard are we judging them by because yeah. it's like if a queen if a particular queen has an aesthetic and that's what their definition of like carving an identity for themselves in drag is mm-hmm. then that's just like you know that's just a part of drag right like yeah. there's no right way to do it and so sometimes it's like You have to take, I don't want to say with a grain of salt, but, like, Mm -hmm. you have to take, you have to understand that RuPaul's Drag Race is... It's its own thing. Yeah, it's its own thing, exactly. And
1: I think it's also, it is a TV show first. Yes. And it is a reality show first. They're there for viewers. Yeah, it is a drag competition second. Yes. Um, And so, like, there are queens who, like, do really well because they're good TV or because, like, you need someone to hate. So speaking of being judgmental and awful, should we go into crunch time?
0: Yeah, let's do it. (laughs)
1: So for for, for cut time this week, we're going to play everyone's latest favorite game, Bing Bang Bong. Bing
0: Bang Bong.
1: It's like, fuck, marry, kill, except... But nicer. But nicer. It's who would you bang, meaning have sex with, who would you bong, meaning who would you get high with, and who would you... Want to know a little bit more about and be willing to use the search engine Bing to find out about?
0: (laughs) See, when you told me those three things, I didn't realize that you had connected them to each of those Bing Bang Bong. And now that you're explaining (laughs) it to me, it's so fucking (laughs) (laughs) funny. so stupid i thought you were just like oh fuck mary kill what's a nicer way of kill oh let's just say oh you want to get to know more about that <laughs> you're just curious about them. oh my god i hate you i didn't realize <laughs> this at all sorry to
1: destroy your prep work but yeah that is the i was just singing to myself the other day bing bing bong as one does and i was like hmm, fuck mary kill bing bang, Bong." That works. bing bing bong was
0: season two of uk uk drag race yeah. Indeed, and it has been in our heads ever since. I
1: have not there has not been a moment I've been awake since that episode that I haven't been singing "Bing Bang Bong." Um, okay, so why don't we start with season thirteen? Okay,
0: which is like the latest U.S. season.
1: Sure, sure, sure. So of the of the girls, we're talking original cast because I don't know what, where people are in the season. I don't want to give too much away. Okay. So like of the the original what forty seven queens <laughs> roughly, um, who would who would you who would you bang? I'll start with oh couple. okay,
0: so you're you're not just choosing three. You're just saying okay, I, as, as you said. Yeah, one of each.
1: One bing, one bang, one bong.
0: Okay, so... I don't know why, but from the beginning, I was, like, super... I I would definitely Kai Kai with Candy Muse.
1: Yeah, I see that for you.
0: Um, You like
1: an aggressive, explosive personality. Yeah,
0: that's just... I don't know, and, and like... Candy is somebody who is, like, very confident in -hmm. herself. And, like, you know, I I like a little bit of thickums And... You you love a
1: confident girl. Yeah, I do. I do. That's fair. No, I I support that. I also, I definitely see that for you. Yeah. Not in a a read, but I I see that. I support that. For me, I think for my, my top bang is probably Denali. Mm.
0: Because,
1: you know, Chicago girl, love that. Also, she's just so pretty. Like, even as a boy.
0: Mm. Denali was my pick to win, actually. Yeah. Denali would probably be my bong, I guess. You
1: would get high with her?
0: Yeah. Either her or Simone.
1: Okay, I see that. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Utica, just because I feel like. She oh yeah, me. Utica
0: absolutely. I would I would bomb with Utica. Yeah, I would bomb with Utica. <laughs> you're right. You're right.
1: Who would you Who would you Bing? Who would you be willing to use Bing search engine? To find oh, Tamisha
0: about? Mon, because she has oh, such yeah. like a legacy behind her, and she's like, she has such a huge, apparently a drag family, and I would absolutely love to know more about her, and you know. She ha- like she has these great videos from I don't remember when but I guess like maybe the nineties or mm-hmm. whatever of her just performing and I'm just like this looks so great and it's yeah. like so fun and classic drag classic ball classic pageantry mm-hmm. and I'm like mm-hmm. I would bing I would bing her hard
1: <laughs> for me I don't know why but I'm just curious about Rose like I want to know more like not a, not enough to use Google but enough to like silly myself fair with Bing because I feel like she not she obviously does not have the history and the legacy that Tamisha Shaman does but she, like she mentioned she was like a Broadway performer or something again I'm only half listening when we, when we watch so yeah I, I just want to know more about her oh. I don't want her to win to be clear um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't know the beginning and I don't know the end I do not want her to win not because she's not talented she is very talented I just don't think she has star quality <laughs> oop
0: <laughs> to, <laughs> goop
1: <laughs> to quote your your new husband uh, Candy Kendi yeah I I <laughs>
0: She does not have star quality. Okay. Damn. <laughs> I'm coming for everybody You're tonight. coming for everybody. Tam- Tamisha, you know, it's coming for you. Okay, cool. So we, that was season 13. Yeah. Who, what season should we do next?
1: What about... What's the last season? I think the last one for us before this was... UK, UK 2. 2. Yeah, so let's go to UK 2. 2 which is where Bing Bang Bong came from. So yes. That's appropriate.
0: This was a good cast, though. Yeah, it was. It was a rare season where... It was not rare. That sounds mean. But it was like a season where each one of these queens was unique and talented and you know, they all mm-hmm. gave great TV as well. Yeah. I think there are some seasons like I hate raking on certain seasons because, you know, by doing so you're effectively and indirectly putting down some Queens, but it's like uh season 11, the one where Evie won. Yeah. It's like, it's not a good af- wow spoiler alert <laughs> oops bleep <laughs> uh well it's a season where like when the cast was out and when the first episode was released you could already tell who was the bottom half you know yeah. what i mean and that that but a season like uk2 you it's could like pretty strong yeah too. exactly you you couldn't well tell. i mean
1: with some exceptions
0: yeah
1: <laughs> i will say there were some that i just did not like out of the gate including Ginny lemon i don't know I don't know what it was about her, but she rubbed me the wrong way. Um, She's a love or hate. Yeah, and I I chose to hate. I love her. Um, the other one, I don't remember her name actually. Oh, sister, sister. Um, even with the teeth, not a fan. Um, and Bimini Bamboolash. She she grew on me though. Yes. In the beginning, I hated her. I think it. I think it's honestly just those bangs. Those mm-hmm. like micro bangs that they all had. I don't know why, but I'm just like no. Yeah. Not interested.
0: The- Bimini Bamboulash I thought would go home first. Yeah. Watching all the Meet the Queens I thought I had her going go- home go first and I'm like oh great she's bottom two first episode she's gonna piece it yeah. and then she ended up like making basically like the final two.
1: By the, by the end she was like it was between for, for me it was either her or Tace to win.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: I I wanted either of them to win and not beep who did win. Who <laughs> <laughs> was also fine like I mean it was a strong cast. Yeah. So like you know
0: Okay, so who would you bing-bang-bong here? Okay, first let's do Bang.
1: Who would I bang? It's hard picking one from this cast, because there's actually a couple of cuties. Can I pick three? No. Okay, I'm gonna... I don't know what it is about her. Maybe I just, like, am angry at her, but horror. There's something about her where I'm like,
0: yes. Interesting.
1: Yeah. And I I do, to be fair, I do hate myself for this. So, you know... um, there's that I don't know what it is I think maybe it's because like I think for me I am often like attracted to somebody who's just like super super gay like that is like I find it appealing and I mean they're all pretty gay yeah but I don't know that's maybe fair
0: and I'm I'm not, I'm also not saying like Iwaahora I just didn't realize like oh that that's like no I, we all make mistakes <laughs> and that's one of mine <laughs> well Ahura is like the most like she's like the pretty boy. Of the, the bunch. With before. a terrible
1: personality. Although I do feel like that's probably, like, that's the character on the show. Yeah, I don't know sure. what she's like. She's probably a very sweet, um, I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Ohara can bang. For your bang.
0: Yeah, she's my bang. Bang for your buck. Uh, for yeah. me, I don't know why, but it's Ellie Diamond. Is it because she's so tall? She's, like, tall and a little thick, and I love yeah. that. Okay, so that's our
1: bang. Who would you bong?
0: Who would you want to get high with? Tea coffee. Oh, yeah, I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Tia Coffee. actually watching all the Meet the Queens before the season started, she was my pick to win, because yeah. she seemed like she had the most personality, and so watching every week, I was so afraid that she was going to go home, mm-hmm. but she, she's, like, my favorite. Like, I love her so much. She's hilarious. She is very good.
1: I, I'm angry at myself, because I, th- I like your answer better than mine, but I'm going to stick with my original one. I'm going to say Bimini Bamboulash, because I just feel like she would be really fun, and, like, she's funny sober, so, like, she'd probably be even funnier high. Wait, is she sober? No, she's vegan. <laughs> Same thing.
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah, she, yeah, she is. I think so. And then you, yeah, I was like, no way. She's vegan. vegan. <laughs> Maybe she is sober. I don't know. She might be both. I don't yeah. know. But I remember she was like
1: famously ve- vegan on the show because she mentioned it. But yeah, I would, I would want to get high with Bimini Bamboo Lash. I think that'd be fun. Like, get high and just like watch, I don't know, Contact or
0: something. <laughs> is the word uniform straight or gay? Um, straight. It's straight, but like gay twisted. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like uniform, is is that not, like, like a category of porn? What? I'm pretty sure there's, like, a tab for uniform. Oh, where it's, like, Like, police, military. There should be... Okay, I will... This is the hill I'm gonna die on tonight. Mm -hmm. There needs to be more firefighter porn. Mm -hmm. And what... If we're talking about public servants here, why is there no, like, mailman porn?
1: If not, what am I paying my taxes for? (laughs) If not for this. (laughs) Love it. Um, so yeah anyway the answer is Bimini Bambula (laughs) Um, and then who would you Bing who would you want to know more about
0: I would like to know more about um, honestly I guess Joe Black no well yeah either Joe Black or Ginny Lemon because Mm -hmm. Joe Black the queens were intimidated by her at first because she was like this very well known like cabaret personality and I'm like oh I don't know much about Joe Black but she seems to be a very well known uh, person Mm and I guess, her broad circle. And then I was also going to say Ginny Lemon, because she also seems just like, uh, they also seem like, just like a very different style of drag, you know? Yeah. And that, to me, is fascinating, so.
1: I support those answers. I was going to say Joe Black as well, but I think I'm going to change it to Cherry Valentine. Cherry Valentine, like, I remember she left and she came back, and it was like, oh, I'm actually, like, a mental health professional. Yeah. And, like, working for the NHS. How do you do both those things? Those seem like very different worlds. And yes. like, obviously, you can do both. But I'm in the middle of a pandemic to be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do go do Drag Race. Um, yeah, I just I want to know more about I I want to know more about Cherry Valentine. Yeah, give me more, give me more Valentine. There you go. Not enough to like actually do that, but in theory, I could be. I'm also not gonna bang any of the people I said I'm gonna bang. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: As. If, yeah. As if any of this is gonna happen anyway. It might. Maybe a you never is know. listening. You never a whore,
1: if you're listening.
0: Okay. So let's move on to the next season. Canada. Actually, yeah. Let's do Canada. That that would be a fun oh,
1: Canada. one. All right. So we're gonna do Canada's Drag Race.
0: So I would straight out the gate bang. Um, Tenami Banks.
1: I don't 100 percent remember who that is.
0: Well, that's on you. Yeah, but
1: it, I mean, that's that's my fault. That's on you. It's also you. on this website for not having their picture, <laughs> the when all the other ones do. <laughs>
0: really? fair, do we like really?
1: 40 seasons ago.
0: There we go. Here. Okay.
1: All right. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Tanomi Banks. Yeah, I I support that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I I like you. I like you with Tanomi Banks. For me, I think my top one is gonna be uh, Priyanka. Obvious. Um, because I love a winner. Oh. Um, although, again, like, there's there's probably, like, a decent, you know, third, at least, of this cast that I would I would, bang. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so
0: who would you bong?
1: Who would I bong? I would hate it, but I kind of just... Boa. Tr- oh. Oh. No. <laughs> I would just say Jimbo, just for the stories. Oh. I feel like Jimbo, like, I don't, I didn't like Jimbo on the season. I don't, I, I don't get what they were doing, but I do feel like it would be, like, a really fun time to get high with them.
0: Fair. For me, it would be either, like, Rita Bega, like, because, you know, she's, like, quirky and fun mm-hmm. and whatever, and I think her sense of humor is great, but yeah. I think that... I like your answer with Jimbo as well. She or Ilona, probably... I think. Yeah, Ilona. Oh, yeah. She, like, not a lot of people liked Ilona on her season.
1: She got, like, a bad edit, I feel. Yeah. I do, I, I feel like Ilona's the girl you could, like, go get high with and just, like, go for a drive and talk about life. Yeah. And maybe that's what I want. I think for me, for being, it's probably Rita Baga, because like, I feel ah. like all of my beings are the same reason. I just want to know more about their history. Fair. Because I feel like apparently in Montreal she's like a really big deal, and she's like you know has a she's a mother of a house, whatever. Like you know, I feel like she's accomplished, so I want to know more about her.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, for me, mine would be kind because I stand obviously a Filipino queen, and even more so as a Filipino Canadian queen, and. Kine is also, um, she does these videos online about, like, she does, like, math videos, because that's, like, her major. What? And so she, like, does, like, drag math brunch or whatever.
1: That's and so I'm, cute. like, I
0: love that. Like, carving out this, like, very niche mm-hmm. moment for yourself that's very you. I love that so much. You're teaching, like, the queer children. people about math. Like, ah! Which is good. I ah, don't know any. I can only come to four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the hell is 1 plus 5? Which is why all
1: our episodes are so long, because yeah, exactly. um, I can't Exactly. I didn't know that about Kine, but good for her. Yeah. Teaching the children. I, I'll, I will be her. I will be kind. I will, I'll, I'll Yahoo Answers her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is shutting down.
1: Really? Yeah. Where will I go for information now?
0: It, exactly. Does We're going
1: back to asking G's?
0: Yeah, Yahoo Answers is is going, so you won't have, like. Terrible answers. Am I pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone has
1: kept, like, a digital archive.
0: Please. Of all of them. Please. So I feel like no episode of, I guess, what we're talking about, about, like, drag race and drag, um, would be complete without talking about, like, what, like, who would we be on either drag race or what drag race character, or what drag characters we would be in the real world. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you, so the great thing about drag is that you get to elevate the parts of yourself that you want to elevate that you know, the mm-hmm. world doesn't necessarily accept, I guess. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, you know, you get to, you get to invent
1: your identity. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, who, like, who would your character be? Like, I have several names for myself that I definitely forgot as a drag painting, but like, who would you be? I'm not going to say the
1: name because I don't want anyone to steal it. Especially, well, the one I wanted to be was Paige Turner, which is taken. <sighs> right. It's only like taken, but there's like 20 Page Turners. So yeah, Page Turner is like a good name. I think my character in my mind I don't know if I would ever be a drag race queen, but I feel like if I were a drag queen, she would be very motherly. She would, I would want to be like the house mother. Like that's who I imagine my ideal, like my final form.
0: I could see you having like a drag cooking show on like YouTube. Yeah. That would be the tea. Like, you know how like, uh, there were certain Queens on a particular food channel. Bon appetit. Uh, Uh, like, you know, they brought like this cracker. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I say that because of the whole, you know, moment. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, like there were certain drag queens who were put into videos and I could mm-hmm. see you doing like a full length, like TV show, but in drag, like Martha Stewart, but in I would drag, love that. you know, mm-hmm. that'd be cute.
1: I don't know. I don't think I would be a very good drag race queen because I'm one, I'm not very competitive, which I feel like you do kind of need to be. Yeah. Uh, secondly, I'm not very talented, which you don't really need to be, but it helps.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, I feel like I am competitive, but like I would be, I can't sew. I can wear an outfit. But you're good TV, though. Do you think I'd be good TV? You're very quippy. You're very good at, like, open liners with puns. Okay. I feel like you would be... They
1: would keep you on to the finale, even if you were, like, failing every challenge. Right. <laughs> they would find a way to keep you on, <laughs> yeah. just because people would tune in to watch you. Oh,
0: that's so funny. And just, like, the politics of it all, just being, like...
1: Your name can be Aiden Plain. What is that? Aiden Plain. Like Aiden, Aiden, Aiden
0: Plain. Pl- yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I like Destiny's, Destiny's Mild. <laughs> so good. Uh, is that taken... Like there's there's a one queen on uh, Drag Race Down Under who's etc cetera, etc cetera, and I love so that good. so much. Oh my god!
1: I came up with drag names for our for for us for, in the in the realm of this podcast and it was Etta Cetera and Anna Persand or just Anne Persand because that. we go on and on and on. We never <laughs> stop talking.
0: <laughs> that, that could be one on and Anna like Anna Anna on, on, on and on
1: on and on and on
0: <laughs> on and on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, one of my uh, drag names I wanted to be like calamansi, like the Filipino citrus, and mm. that was cute. There are a couple that I had in mind as well, but I don't remember them. It's just because we come up with all these names when we're drunk, and then-
1: yeah. And then we're drunk, so... Yeah, exactly. Can I just point out, this is useless for podcast listeners, but we are both sitting just, like, very gaily. <laughs> yes, we're just, like, Ooh. We're, like, we're just legs crossed, like, leaning on the chair. We, like, even though we're recording a podcast... As if
0: you're Meryl Streep and I'm Oprah or something. It's very <laughs> bad.
1: It feels like we're being interviewed <laughs> by Oprah right now. But we're just, like, oh my in God, my bedroom with wines below my laundry.
0: <laughs> Speaking of Meryl Streep, okay, so I... In typical Josh fashion, I was rushing over to your place just a couple of minutes before 7.30, which is when I was supposed to come here. Mm-hmm. And I decided out of nowhere, like, I'm going to listen to the Devil Wears Prada soundtrack while <laughs> rushing over to your place. You know, you know that particular part of that movie where, like... Uh, Meryl Streep's character, whatever, uh, Miranda Priestley, she's, like, unexpectedly gonna be at the office, and so everybody's, like, rushing yeah, to put yeah. away, like, their food and changing into their fabulous shoes, mm-hmm. and, like, everybody's, like, rushing, and it's chaos, and there's just, like, jazzy, like, dramatic music. Yeah. And so I was listening to that soundtrack while, like, carrying wine and wearing my faux fur jacket, and, oh like, I God. felt so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and so I... I was thinking like it would be so funny if like there was a drag performance where that song was playing in the background but like the whole drag performance is just me looking confused and like papers going everywhere (laughs) yeah there's no lip syncing it's just me like being confused all around the stage and then when the song ends I just leave yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: can we do that I would honestly love that that's such a good number because I feel like the gays will get it and love it yes and if they don't then they can leave oh my god yeah yeah I'm dying. Oh, that's so good. So is that who you would be as your drag persona? Is just like cluttered and messy. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, exactly. That's, yeah, that's what it yeah. would be. Well, I, I kind of want to be like, I don't know if there is such a thing already, but like, I don't want to say the world's first, but like being a drag sommelier would be so fun because mm. the world of wine is so like straight, cis, white, male, mm. you know, men in suits. And yeah. so like to turn that into something that's like draggy would be so fun.
1: It feels so formal, like, maybe exactly. it's just, it might just be the public perception, but I feel like in my mind, like, sommelier, like, the wine world is very, like, it's a, you dress up for that. Yes. You don't, it's not just, like, you know, you some, it's not something you would see at a drag bar. Yeah, absolutely. Although we have had wine. We've had wine at the worst bars. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, like, sometimes we're just in the mood, and, like, we want to yeah. feel our fantasy. And the thing about, like, wine as well is that, like, although what we just mentioned is, like, the kind of the archetypal image of what you imagine when you have wine as a subject is, you know, sometimes people try to make wine more relaxed. And like, I have this image of like a Portland gay or like a Portland man, not gay Portland man. Who's like, you know, all like plaid, like wearing the, in Canada, we call them toques. What are they? They're beanies. Like, Like the hat. Yeah. Yeah, And it's like, people think that like, that's kind of what wine relaxed is. Uh, you know... Free hipster. Yeah, but it's like... The problem is is that, like... Yeah, you're taking away the suit, but, like, it's still very, like... You're
1: not taking away anything else. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's still, like, straight cis white male. Yeah. So, like, to turn everything on upside down would be so fun. And I think that's the kind of sommelier... (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) the kind of sommelier I want to be. Absolutely. But that's the kind of drag queen I want to be as well. And um, me being flustered during that, like, yeah overture would be so fun.
1: I feel like... So... To return to the you know the artist formerly known as Bon Appetit, like, <laughs> we we each have a a favorite from from that, and my favorite is Claire. And what I love about her is she is like a little flustered. She's like, well, that didn't work out. Oh well. And I feel like that as like a drag queen sommelier it would be so good. Yeah. If you we were just like a very like that personality, have you seen like the drag queen doing Claire's office? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's so good. I. It's so good. Like. In the thumbnail, in the first few seconds, I was like, wait, is this Claire? Eventually, I realized it's not.
0: That same drag queen... Okay, so you know like those stupid like five-minute craft videos where it's yeah. like, um, they're so... They're not...
1: They're not crafts or five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, <laughs> yeah,
0: they're not craft or five minutes, and it's like, they turn something into like... Something worse. Yeah, exactly, they <laughs> turn something worse. So there's just one channel on YouTube where it's like this... Uh, I guess, I think it's a food scientist who uh, debunks these five minute craft videos and then there's a drag queen who does a parody of her so it's like th- like two layers of like hilarity and it's just funny
1: i'd love some like archaeologist 100 years in the future Somehow the only thing that survives of the internet is that one video (laughs) of like a drag queen doing a parody of a person doing an analysis of a video that didn't ever make sense to begin with. Exactly. it's like, this is what's left (laughs) of the early 2000s. This is the only thing. And it explains most of our culture, I think. It does a pretty good job of that.
0: (laughs) Speaking of which, um, I know we're going on a million tangents here, but... um... On brand. So, who would your Snatch Game character be? And for those who don't know what that is, Snatch Game is basically a challenge of RuPaul's Drag Race where you have to impersonate a famous person as part of a game show, which is known as The Match Game. But on the show, they call it Snatch Game.
1: Did you ever watch The Match Game? I did not. I used to watch it a lot with my great aunt. I lived with her for like a year, maybe. And we watched The Match Game. I mean, we we would watch lots of old TV but that was, that was one thing. And the, um, who's the gay? There was a gay on that. Who was as, oh no, it was Hollywood squares. Oh, that's Paul Lind.
0: Paul Lind. Yeah. yeah. Who Ben DeLacreme did for all stars. That's
1: right. Um, so who would, who would your snatch game be?
0: So I, I'm pretty sure I had a really good answer for this, but I would, I would either do a really bad, bad bunny. But he's not funny, that's the problem. Yeah. He, he, he has, like, a lot of swag to him, and you can't make that f- funny, in a sense. It's like yeah. being Beyonce. You can't make that Which, funny. Which famously always works. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also think that I could be, like, a really, again, bad, but, like, it would be funnier. I think I could, like, pull off an Amy Schumer. Oh, I like that. Yeah.
1: I could see that. I was thinking Hillary Clinton for me.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah. And, and it's also interesting how that's never been done before.
1: I, I mean, because I feel like she... I don't know if it would be funny or not. But I, I like the idea... I like the challenge of making her funny. Because I feel like, especially now... Yeah. Maybe, like, there's more... There's more material. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I feel like she's got... I don't know if she has any iconic lines. But she had, like, you know... I, I got nothing. <laughs> so, I, so I guess we've decided this is the episode I'm going home. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well,
0: that's, that's the thing that's about, like... Names. About Hillary is, that, like... She is obviously iconic, whether or not you think that's, like, in a good way or a bad way. But, like, she also there's she doesn't have movement or anything that she says that you can amplify to be like quippy I guess
1: yeah I think in my mind the way I would play her is like you start off and you're very like poised and like you know I am here to win your vote and very like robotic and then like over the course of the snatch game you see her sort of unravel and being like listen up you dumbasses yeah it's my turn yeah (laughs) and it's like I, I I will fix this just like calm down like to select charge. me already. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would be her cause I maybe I was just convinced by this like Hulu was it? Like did the like the released a documentary on her like a year or like a series like a year or two ago. Anyway, but it was talking about all of her. Like she actually has her own like long fascinating history and like her advocacy work and like she is of the of the Clintons. She's the better one. Which low bar, but she yeah, I think it would be fun to play her as like you know she's trying to put on this this persona, and then slowly she's just like, "All right, you dumbasses! Like, you know, Mama's here. She's gonna fix things. Sit down."
0: I'm thinking almost about like uh, how Kate McKinnon does her and SNL, and I think yeah. she does a really good job of her. In SNL. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're just like over it.
0: Okay. Have you ever seen that video of the the nineties? 90- <laughs> not to add to another tangent but like the video of hillary clinton like i think it was the 90s of like at the convention yeah dancing do, do, doing the macarena <laughs> yeah, well so she like, wasn't uh... even doing the macarena she was just like clapping long and i'm like was that yeah, she... the dnc or something yeah <laughs> clapping on one and three yeah. <laughs> it's like one and two and a half <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's so bad i love how like as soon as you said hillary clinton 90s video i'm like yes yeah exactly we know yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> So I feel like the Snatch Game is definitely one of like those iconic Drag Race challenges. Um, do you have any other like really good Drag Race memories that you're like... I think for me, I don't have a specific Drag Race memory, but I do feel like there was a season when we were all going to the cafe and watching Drag Race together, and I especially you know a year and a half into this pandemic i so miss that yes that was one of those moments of queer joy and community and it's just like you never who knew well yeah you never knew who you're gonna see there it was like you know we had a few friends there we'd always bump into somebody else there'd be out-of-town drag queens there i i just miss being in that room full of like queer people being queer doing queerness together Ugh. Yeah, I do. Really I love it.
0: That. I miss the moments like during commercial break. Would we'll be like, okay, does anybody want to drink? Yeah, and, like I would time it so well. Like I could sense the commercial mm-hmm. break coming, so I'll be like, hey, anybody want to drink? I'm gonna go up there. Yeah. Um, and I miss that. I have actually a uh, several drag race memories that I remember. So like as I mentioned like earlier in the episode, it was I think season eleven where um I recorded the lip sync to mm. Evie Oddly versus Brooklyn Heights that at such Toad a good Hall. One. And it was, like, so, I can't believe I didn't say this earlier, but Drag Race to us, Drag Race to, like, gays is, like, sports for straight people. Every time I saw, like, that image of, like, straight people wearing, like, jerseys, watching TV and yelling at the TV, I never understood that until we watched Drag Race, where, like, we were literally, like, so invested in it. So, I remember that. I also remember when I first met my partner during a Drag Race episode, which was really cute. I think that was season... It, it must have been season 10, I think. Yeah, I think like it was when uh, either Vanjie or Callie went home.
1: It was April, whenever that was.
0: Yes, that's right. A couple of years ago. And then, uh, yeah, just like going out and watching Drag Race. Like it was like every week. And it still is every week for us, but it's... I don't know. It's 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 fantastic. For, yeah. for as much as we, like, like to hate on aspects of the show, it really does bring the queer community together, whether or not you mm-hmm. like it or hate it.
1: I think that's the thing. Like, so I, I refused to watch it for a long time, partly because, like, I don't know, I people would describe it to me as, like, it well, doesn't sound that fun. Right. Uh, but also because, like, I was sort of broadly aware of, like, who RuPaul is and sort of her own, you know, background in politics and whatever. Just, like, I don't... She sounds awful. Like, she sounds like a bad person. Why would I want to watch her show? Right. Um... And then, it wasn't until I think I started experiencing the community aspect of it, where it was like, we're all going to go do this thing together. Yes. And I think that's what keeps me coming back. Absolutely. Like, the show itself is fine, but I think if it weren't for, like, watching it with you, then I wouldn't watch it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> No, I absolutely, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's, that's I, I, do, I watch it because I like that community aspect. Like, I, watch, I like that part of it. And, like you know, the kiki, the talking about it, the commercial breaks and you're like, oh my god, are you guys like blah blah blah, like what did you just see? Um, Yeah.
0: It's kind of like I just thought of this now, but it's like this is a terrible the more I think of it, it's like actually a terrible example, but it's kind of like it reminds me of like uh, book clubs. Mm. Like women having book clubs where it's like, you're not going to read the Never mind, that's not a good analogy.
1: No, it actually is because I've been in many book clubs, and, well, not many, but like a handful. And I feel like in every book club, there's a certain point where half the group is not reading the book, but they're only coming for like the wine and cheese. Right. And I think you just have to be, as a book club, you have to be okay with that. Yeah. And yeah, it's the same sort of thing. Like you're coming for the social aspect, and like the book club is the, like, you need something to put on your calendar, and so you write book club, but it really is wine and cheese club. Yeah. And the Kiki.
0: There you go. Yeah. Okay, so that I guess it ended up being a.
1: Yeah, it was a good analogy. Okay,
0: great. Mm-hmm. I haven't completely lost it. <laughs> okay, so for us, of course, we talked about drag race. Let me watch it in bars. We also need to give out a shout out to local drag queens as well. Mm-hmm. Um, really quick, some of my favorite ones are Ronnie Nothing More and Molly Balenciaga. <gasps> uh, love them, but I guess another question: Did it,
1: Have you have you have you cockeyed? Have you, have you f***ed a drag queen? Yes. Which one? We I don't know, it. but
0: I'm pretty sure that either they gave me scabies or I gave them scabies. Ah, maybe both. Yeah. So it was actually somebody I met at The Edge. And it was like a drunken night. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was a weekday because it was not full. And I was drinking at the bar. Okay. Um, and I don't think it was a musical night either. So it was either like a Tuesday or a Thursday. Not, yeah. And, uh, someone, like, uh, it was one of those nights where, like, I did not need that much, like, persuasion. It was yeah. like, they tapped on my shoulder, we had, like, a two-sentence talk, we started making out, and they were like, do you want to come over?
1: Was it a Thursday? Because that's
0: when they did the Monster show, right? Oh, good point. So it might have been Tuesday. <laughs> so we figured it was a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they lived in Noe Valley, I believe, or somewhere in that, like, you know... Some, yeah somewhere in that moment and uh we can cut this out later but it was weird because i ended up like we um the i don't know oh so you were you were the, the you were the on it. it wasn't even like cute it was like oh uh be right back i need a
1: so it wasn't even
0: like it wasn't even like was more efficient <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and like um it was like late 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 and i was like okay, i'm gonna leave now and they were like please don't go and i was like All i right. hate it here i'm like oh, i yes. hate it here <laughs> that, that ex- exactly <laughs> was the fundamental difference between us <laughs> oh my god and uh, I was just like and i think i slept over and i ended up going directly to work wearing my clothes from the night before and i was just like i hate it anyway um what was the question? Oh, have I ever talked about <laughs> a drag queen? So, um, I, 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 to this day, I don't know who, what drag queen well, that was, but, like, purportedly, they were a drag queen.
1: I'm so curious who it was. was so, on I
0: one. do know they were, like, Caucasian and, uh like, at least, like, late 30s. I feel like... Be, it's got to like, be a sister of Perpetual indulgence, right?
1: Well, I'm thinking, like, that probably narrows... So, Caucasian, Legendary Valley, into late 30s goes to the edge on Tuesdays <laughs> like we are probably out of this person <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if, like somebody listening to this knows who that is yes yeah interesting <laughs> I've definitely I've I've enjoyed many a drag queen not not like I don't think I've ever hooked up with a drag queen in drag
0: well I mean on that note though like when RuPaul says like rarely do I agree with anything that RuPaul says because RuPaul has now become into this moment where she is like... That's a whole different thing. But I will say that like one of the things that I do resound with, which is one of her taglines, is you're all born naked and the rest is drag. I love that so much. Because all you're doing is it's all a persona uh, everything that you do is a persona yeah. I don't care if you say oh I, I don't participate in fashion all I do is wear sweatpants and wear like Old Navy no that's still a choice that's still a deliberate that's Cerulean, choice that's sweetie yeah, right exactly I that for you that's the thing yeah. Yeah. it's all like you know
1: this is the Mean Girls the, or the uh, Devil Wears product I love
0: it um yeah so sorry all that to say um
1: Sorry, it was the question <laughs>
0: No, no, that's good. This was a good... You know, this good back and forth. Yeah. Um, but, like, because drag for us, we talk about watching it in bars or participating by watching drag queens in bars, giving them money, um, and what have you, and, and also creating a community watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Does drag exist outside of... Uh, th- does it exist outside of entertainment, out of bars, outside of bars.
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think the, so drag has its roots as an entertainment medium. Um, and I'm not gonna get into the whole history of drag. Actually one book, again, I've given so many homework assignments in this episode, but one more I will recommend is Wide Open Town by Nan Miller Boyd. And it talks about the Sort of emergence of a queer culture in San Francisco, especially in North Beach, which was, like, one of the earliest queer neighborhoods. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how I didn't know that.
1: I'm surprised I haven't, like, given you this lecture before, to be honest, because <laughs> that sounds like something I would do. Um, and, yeah, North Beach was, like, a historically queer neighborhood, and it had especially lots of, like, lesbian bars and, like, bohemian bars. That's what I knew it for, yeah, you know? for sure. Um, they're mostly gone. Or actually, I think they're all gone. I don't think there's anything left of queer North Beach except for, like, some plaques.
0: What street was that?
1: Um, I mean, they were sort of scattered around... Um, but like um, Montgomery Street had one of the most famous bars on it, which was the Black Cat. There you go. There you go. Full circle. Um, and the Black Cat was home to Jose Saria, who was a drag performer in the like '60s um, in in San Francisco. He was also the first openly gay elected or first openly gay candidate for public office anywhere in the U.S. Or at least that we know of. Um, like back in 1960, I think one, well, yeah, 1961. So super. This was like you know a decade and a half before Harvey Milk, a decade before the first um, successful out candidate, um, and he ran for San Francisco Board of Supervisors, did not win. Um, but the interesting thing about him and about the Black Cat, so he didn't. As far as I know, he didn't play a major role in this. But the Black Cat was at the center of a court case that basically kind of gave Gage the right to drink. So. Prior to this, um, at least in California, the, the State Board of Equalization would remove the liquor license from bars that would like, knowingly serve gays. So if you walked into a bar and there's like people are being obviously gay, they would take your license away unless you refuse them service. Um, but the Black Cat was known as a sort of bohemian like gay bar, and it had like a lot of gay clientele. So of course, the State Board of Equalization took their license away. The owner, Sol Stuman, fought it. He was straight, but he just, like, he, he was done with the gays. And so he fought it all the way up to the state Supreme Court. And not only did they change... So, like, the state Supreme Court said, one, like, being gay is not enough for you to take the license away. Like, there's nothing innately wrong with, like, serving a gay a drink. It's only if the, the justification was, like, gays drinking in a bar is already breaking the law. Like, it is already wrong, like, morally, because they're gonna have sex, basically. Or because they're going to engage in immoral acts. And so what the, the the state Supreme Court case said was that you... That is not a good enough justification. Like, you can't... Just being gay is not enough to stop you from drinking. You have to be, like, actually sucking a dick. And then they can take your drinks away.
0: Can you imagine if that was a law? If, like, gays weren't allowed to drink at bars?
1: I mean, we weren't. I mean... R- right. Yeah.
0: But, like, today. Like, that would be fucking insane. Yeah.
1: Can you imagine?
0: Because it's, like, all well, gays do. do is drink.
1: <laughs> Maybe it should be a law. <laughs> we
0: would hope- a lot more done.
1: <laughs> um, but, but yeah, the, so the state, the, the state Supreme Court case, like it changed the rules. And then the state responded by to creating a whole new um, system for enforcing liquor license. So that's when they created the alcohol, was it? ABC, Alcohol Beverage Control, which is still in effect today. Yes. Which if like, you have to get a liquor license for anything, you go
0: through the ABC. The Wait, was that born from... That, that was this case, yeah. Oh, wow. Because we talk about that today. Like, I I work in the beverage industry, and we talk about the ABC all the time. So yeah. that's, like, interesting that it was born from this.
1: It was a direct wow. result of this court case that allowed, especially, like, gay men to congregate and drink together. Wow. And it was the same bar where Jose Saria got his start. Wow. Well, yeah. There you go. There's there's all, there's all, the bing-bang-bong of this episode. <laughs> Definitely read Wide Open Town. If anyone listening to this has not... Um, has not read it, which was probably most people listening to this.
0: Wide Open Town. <laughs>
1: wide Open Town, A Queer History of San Francisco, nineteen forty to nineteen sixty, or something like that. I'm getting all of those words wrong except for Wide Open Town and Nan Elamiliboine. Those ones I'm pretty <laughs> confident on. <laughs> um She has I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this quote, but like I think it's in the opening salvo, like in the introduction, she says San Francisco is a queer city, not because necessarily of the people, but there's a queerness sewn into the fabric of the city. And I just love, I love that. I think that is a very true, like obviously the people in San Francisco make it queer, but there is something just very queer about this city. And yeah. I, I love it. It's not just the people, it's not just the bars, it's just, it's in the landscape. Yes, It was always going to be queer.
0: I love that. And it reminds me of like, who Tales of the City, what's mm-hmm. the... Armistead Maupin. Uh, the one character, Anna Madrigal. Yeah. I love, I know it like, maybe it doesn't make sense in context of what we're talking about, but like, I like how Anna Madrigal in the book or the show says like, like people always like come to San Francisco, but like they don't know why or something. Mm -hmm. It's just like people are like, or or people are like, I'm I'm butchering what she had to say and I feel bad about it, but it's like, I think we all, Oh here's I think here's what it was. It was like, we were all like, aliens or mermaids or something and then we all like congregate just back to San. yeah that's yeah. what it was atlantis and we're like we don't know why but we're like all drawn back we're, there's a you know particular people that are like all drawn back to san francisco mm-hmm. and like to me that resounds with like the queer thing and i love Absolutely. that so much
1: i i love that metaphor like that idea that yeah. the lost city of atlantis just finding itself again yes. so we were all we were all together in a past life and it's just all us finding each other once again yeah i i think that's That feels true on such a deep level. Yes. That when you, when you go to San Francisco, you just, I don't know, it's a different world. I remember like there were many moments when I first moved here where I would just like come awake to myself like, oh my God, I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm I'm actually in San Francisco. Yeah. And I think I never believed in magic. Well, I never believed in lots of woo -woo shit until I moved here, but (laughs) I never believed in magic until I moved here. And like there was, there have been so many days I'm just walking down the street in a funk and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes like somebody I haven't seen in five years. Yes. Oh my God. It is so nice to see you. Right. Yeah. The city provides in a way that like other cities don't. Um, As we wrap up here, I, as we always do put our chips on the table. What's, what's one thing that's bringing you joy?
0: Yeah. So for me, I just want to say that apparently I start off all my sentences. Well, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> and I, like my partner pointed that out during like i do that during interviews and like i noticed that i do that during like job interviews and just like any anyway so for me um i celebrated my birthday a little bit late this year and so last weekend uh, a bunch of us including andrew and my partner uh we uh were all vaccinated uh, we went to wine country in sonoma and you know we wanted to obviously support an industry that's been a little bit hurting during the pandemic. Mm. So I think it was two pronged. It was like a little bit of support, but also like being able to celebrate me a little bit, um, was fun. Um, not, not to be like, not to like pat myself on the back here, but like, like we went to one winery, one particular winery, and then we we were all kikiing, having our sparkling wine. And like, there was this group of women (laughs) that passed by. Do you remember this? Yeah. And then, um, I thought they were just, like, looking at us, like, oh, we're, we're very, like, we get it, ha ha, ha we're very yeah. sex in the city, just, like, sipping on her, like, whatever, and then one of them approaches and be like, I know you from Instagram, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, how is this happening? Snatched wig. Hat wig yeah. is snatched, um, She's it was influencer. cute, and, like, what, what was kind of, like, I, I saw the humor, okay, so that weekend was great, mm-hmm. but I also saw the humor how, I, I think it was the next day or the day after, how i i applied for a job that i got rejected for that whose main like goal was to grow a following for a brand so it's just like I, i i i think that i obviously that situation was disappointing but i could see the humor and i can appreciate the humor and like being recognized for like unpaid funny videos I do on Instagram mm-hmm. but then being rejected for a job where like doing exactly that. exactly <laughs> yeah. so it's like ugh, it's whatever I mean it's their life honestly <laughs> so that was my highlight yeah just like it's been a while since I've visited wine country so I very much appreciate having been able yeah. to do that yeah how about you sorry
1: well that was really I mean that was a really fun so uh, i had never actually been to wine country before that was my first time oh it was really cute it was really fun i get it like i i was I, my main concern was being sunburned Fair. um and i did not so that's oh of, good yeah because um, i had a i like i was fully i was wearing like a full you know top to bottom like beekeepers outfit just like fully clothed no sun exposure
0: did um, you get the stain under your pants
1: I did I got Thank the can. yeah I spilled some red wine on my white pants I even I went shopping specifically being like okay I need, I'm going up to wine country and my look is like fiscally conservative socially liberal <laughs> like that's what I'm going for and so white pants were right
0: in image only in image only
1: yeah uh, it, exactly in, in it I'm actually very conservative <laughs> you <Yeah. Ew. laughs> no I'm like as liberal as they come um, I'm gonna abolish everything <laughs> but um, so yeah, I loved that. That was like a really fun weekend. Um, it was definitely the highlight of the last week. Um, but the highlight of today, this is very selfish and like very toot my own horn. But I made some, I made some whipped cream that is so good. <laughs> so I, I the the backstory is I went to the farmers market today. I got some strawberries, and yeah, some strawberries. And then I was like, you know, it would be good some whipped cream. So I had some leftover um, heavy whipping cream from when I made. I think tiramisu, maybe I don't know. I made Ooh. something, and I had some leftover whipped cream, so I made it. I tossed in a little bit of powdered sugar, a little bit of uh, vanilla, and a little bit of uh glyph whiskey. a Little product placement, um, and just whip it up,
0: and it is so good. It is tasty. I've had I had some with strawberries, and like I'm not a big strawberry person, but like these farmers market strawberries were tasty.
1: Yeah, this is good. I'm. They were really good. I'm in love with this whipped cream, and then I put a little bit of cinnamon on top. Ugh. Decadence. Oh, right. Decadence. Deck-a-dent. So yeah, that was anyway. The, I think the takeaways for this episode are: drag is complicated, and whipped cream is delicious,
0: and drag is fun, and the Bert is, is delicious. I didn't mention it was a white wine, but it's a white wine. if drag-a-dent. you made it this far, <laughs>
1: um, and and I think the other the other takeaway is like drag race is not drag. Yes, it, or it is drag, but it, drag is bigger than drag race. Yes, so absolutely. if you, the only thing you know about drag is drag race. Honestly, Google Drag. It, there's so much more out there waiting for you to be seen. And it's, it's well worth it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a whole wide world. And come back next week for more book recommendations. <laughs> yeah. That you're going like, I,
0: to... I feel like Drag... We could absolutely... And we're going to have future episodes on Drag. So this was just like our first dipping our toes yeah. into attempting to discuss the subject. Yeah.
1: So. yeah, exactly. There's an endless amount of things. I mean, there's an entire industry of people who's like their whole thing is, like, we're reviewing a single episode of Drag Race. Yes, or we're like, exactly. And then there's people who review the reviews. It's, like, it's a never-ending... It, it's turtles all the way down. Exactly. Um, yeah. All right, so that was our drag episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we are going to take a couple of weeks off because Gemini season is starting very soon, and that is too
0: much chaos. We cannot handle that energy. It's a different chaos. Like, I know yeah. Aries is chaos, but Gemini is just... We can't... We're, yeah. we got to we're going to recover
1: we do we need a couple weeks to just like adjust to gemini season but we'll be back in june with some pride content yes and some shame content And some shame content yeah, yeah. a little bit of both you know call A, call B. exactly that's the gemini season there you go pride and shame. See? there you go full circle we got it full circle uh, like my hull oh so yeah come back. come back not next week but in a few weeks Um, and every week after that for the punny gay slumber party you never had but always
0: wish you did yay yeah follow us on social media at two midnight snacks that's the number not the letter uh, or the number, not the word, nope. the letters. Nope. Two Midnight <laughs> Um on Instagram, Twitter, um, and you'll know when the next episode is out and uh, find us where you find your podcasts. That's
1: right. And if you uh, don't celebrate Pride Month, then don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: celebrate Pride Month by listening to this
1: podcast. Yes. Which, there you go. Or by having gay sex. Yeah. Yeah, that's also. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to cut all this. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Later.